What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Spectator Mode, episode 50. Yep, we're at 50. I never, didn't think we'd get to 50, but we are. Matt, are you okay? I'm alive. Um, okay. I'm, just surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised the major changes we had to this podcast. Uh, one, clearly, Carl is the number one Capcom Pro Tour champion. And he's repping the Bullet Club. The Wait, only how, club that matters. how does that work? How does that work? That, they're not in Street Fighter. They will be. I'm they're in, they're in, in due time. <laughs> in due time, trust me. I... I would love, to, I'll just aside, I would love if more people put more Bullet Club stuff in general in video games. They're just such a great, it's a cool faction. But they're not the number one faction Japan, and they're cool. They all actually, right. Uh, all right, all right, let's keep this on, let's keep this on topic. So, I'm Keith Mitchell. I should have to explain this every week, but okay. To the right of me is Rob, should. below me is Mace, and that guy over there talking Street Fighter nonsense is Matt. Nonsense. Welcome back. That's true. Thank you. <laughs> you keep saying Street Fighter is garbage. No, no, it's a bad game. Garbage is what I showed you of Power Rangers. Oh, of God. Every I was laughing. Now you believe me it's a console game, right? It's I was a pretty, laughing. It's, yeah, you got to believe me. That game is pretty ridiculous. Oh, God, yeah. All right, guys, so we got a bunch of topics to talk about tonight. Uh, possible oh. pricing for the Xbox, one, Xbox, one, Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 going to the $500 range because of parts. Um, Nintendo and apparently the Call of Duty leaker got caught. I got stuff to talk about leaks and people who do that. I really won't say. I won't be rude, but, you know. Uh, Activision yanking their stuff off of GeForce Now. We kind of figured some companies were going to do that. And I was singing the praises of this service last week. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about what happened and what they can do going forth. And I think we're going to do something impromptu here because Matt has a couple of uh, topics he wants to talk about. So yeah. we'll, do, we'll do that. Uh, but first and foremost, every beginning of the show, we talk about games that we played this week. I'm actually going to go first this week because I'm excited. You know that Oculus Rift S that I had in my room forever? <laughs> I opened it. You opened it out. Oh, I so ruined its collector's value. It ruined the collector's value. I've been doing nothing but playing Beat Saber, uh, the boxing VR game, which is a lot of fun. It definitely kicked your ass. I've been doing the, the 25 and 30 minute sessions, but it's a good especially workout. That, especially that Beat Saber is a workout and a half in, its, in itself, too. I downloaded I, some custom songs and I did one of the anime songs. It was Ignition, one of the openings for a Sora Online Elysiation. Oh God! I thought, you, I thought you, I thought you meant Ignition from you know, Mister. I didn't touch those girls, Kelly. That's all I can say. <laughs> who? I don't know who that guy is. He, no one knows exactly. He he's but some yeah. musician. Yeah, that that'd be an interesting one for Beat Saber. I feel like. Oh God! No. Very, uh, yeah, that, that, that song kicked my ass. But yeah, those are. The, I, I'm gonna put a piece together on exercising in VR and viewing games because that. I I think the first time I played it, my first session was about two hours. An hour in, I was already sweating. It was like yeah, wow, I, this is crazy. I see, I see videos of people playing that thing, like multi-camera setup, screen screen, an entire fucking room. And crazy man, that, it's, it, I'm like going. You guys gotta have like some sort of hyper hype up on speed or something to to run that. The direction of the flailing and jumping around and all that. Yeah, stuff. it's like, crazy. That is, it's crazy. There was one song. I, I, I'd be gassed. In like there was one song where it was just literally <laughs> nonstop and it's like up, down, left, right, up, 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 down. I'm like, okay, this is crazy. Yeah, and then you then you got to dodge other shit in it too, and it's it's like it's I'm fun. like, man, man, I I'd, I'd be blown up quicker than the Ultimate Warrior. I loved it because <laughs> it's, it's been cold here the last couple of days and raining, so I couldn't really go outside and do my walks. So this has been helping me a lot. I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, other than uh, that, yeah. I've been I've been playing the Bleeding Edge beta. 
the closest ah. thing that what I can say about this is it is a lot of fun. Uh, I think the game still has some issues they need to work around, but I like the systems in place. I love the fact that they incorporate the ping system, which you saw in Apex Legends. Um, it feels definitely like Overwatch. You have your team-based combat. You also have your position. So you've got your support. You've got your tank. You've got your DPS. The combat is enjoyable. Specials are enjoyable. I think the game is fun. However, the problem that I have is the same issue I've had with Overwatch. In the very beginning, people don't pick roles to accommodate their teams. There's one time I've got all DPS. I've got one heal- one tank in all DPS. Nobody More wants heals. to run the healer. Nobody wants to run the healer. People are running in, going after like four versus one. They're not looking at the compositions whatsoever. They're trying to single man it. If they're getting their butt beat, they're, they're not trying to pull out and retreat. They're just diving back into the people and like, what are you doing? <laughs> I think I think the problem I think the problem with a lot of these team shooters, which essentially teach you teamwork, is that the people the players who play these games and not it are just effing idiots. It, it makes you upset. Like Carl and yeah. I can tell you horror stories. Oh, I'm going <laughs> into the mic. Get into my healing. I'm trying to heal you. They just run off. Yeah, it's pretty much and what's the, happening. Yeah. And it makes me <laughs> upset because these games are trying so hard to heavy hand teach people to play together, and they don't. I just personally think that, uh, in a psychology standpoint of team based games, I blame that majority of the games that came out during these people play the time period were like war, like World of Warcraft and etc. or such single player experiences that they've learned to take this social aspect of gaming and throw it out the window. Even though games are trying to bring that back now. Yeah, but you, you can't you can't change people's mindset. You can't if, change, yeah. If they don't want to play a team based game, but they're playing a team based a team based game, game, exactly. Why are you here? Exactly. So that's the major issue I had with that game. I hopefully they figure it out or at least force you to pick roles. I know people aren't a big fan of that, but there's there's zero point of coming to a game, seeing all DPS, and they're like, We're never gonna win this game and just leave, and then you get penalized for leaving. So that's dumb. Exactly. It, it makes me that makes me super upset. Because it's like, like these games, like Overwatch, uh, Division, and several so other Rainbow Six games look really good at high level gameplay, and that's what upsets me. It's like watching these at high level, mid level, these big brain plays, this compact teamwork. Man, I want to experience that. Go online, bunch of goddamn Johnny Donuts. I don't know what they're doing. Oh god! But other than that, um, that's been it. Again, my entire week has been has been Oculus Rift, and I've been enjoying it. So yeah, it took me this long to take it out of the box, but I'm glad I have. Hmm. Rob, yeah. you're next. What you been playing, man? Um, so not much. I actually got invited to the um the, the next flight for Master Chief Collection on PC. Oh, I'm jealous. Uh, wait, so, wait, weren't you in the first one? I was in the first one for Reach, yeah. So so that was great, and I played a ton of that game, and it was super fun. Um, they the just put out the invites earlier this week for the next flight. Um, basically, there's added functionality to reach, as well as um, just some bounce fixes. They actually ended up fixing the crouching issue that they had, which was really weird. Did they fix um, audio yet? I don't know because it's uh. like there's not a lot of people complaining about it, and I don't personally see an issue with it. And so, like, I haven't recognized anybody else going around saying that there's a, a mix issue. I don't really notice one, so I, I can't speak to it, you know? It's um, really bothering me. It put me off so hard. Yeah, but the um, the big part of the, the, the latest flight is that the um, Combat Evolved is coming. So there's a um, 
the flight is mainly focused on combat evolved multiplayer um so there's a lot of that going around and man coming back to that game is weird and strange and fun at the same time but god it it like you go directly from reach which is like the last bungee game that made it last bungee made halo game so it, it feels nice it's all well dialed in and it's super fun to play and then you go back to to combat evolved the first one they ever made and it, it is clunky it is slow and it's just like it's 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 and it's not because of them putting it on the master chief collection it just is from 2001 and you can tell when you start playing it you compare it to reach and it's just like ooh. It, it doesn't age very well. It does age well in some aspects, but a lot of it is just, oof. And that Magnum, that Magnum, that kills people in like four hits. It's insane. But yeah, I, I've been playing that a lot. And it, it, it was fun. Just uh, inexperience because you, you tend to forget how these old games play the longer you are away from them. Yep. And you come back to it for the first time and it's just like, ooh, that's how it was? That's how is it, it was Is it just the port? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Nostalgia, yeah. nostalgia. Sometimes yeah. it's not a good thing. Yeah, but that was the, the majority of my stuff playing. I, I think I hopped into Destiny 2 for like a little bit, but that was really it. Mm. What about you, uh, man? Me? I've been, I haven't played as much. Uh, I've mostly been playing uh, some new Slit Aspire, trying to get the Watcher down. Uh, I had some fun trying some new decks like Scry into uh, Nirvana, Divinity sets. I played some Hades. Obviously, you know, it's my crack right now. I played a lot of Grand Blue Fantasy and watching content for that game. It's really good. I think it will be the bridge for if they if people give it a chance, the bridge for people who play Capcom games to finally see why anime is superior. It's just oh, it does boy. everything a Capcom game does and anime physics to it. There's even a lot of in-depth mechanics, such as if you jump and hold block in the air, you actually affect how well you jump, making your fuzzies good or your fuzzies better or your aerial mix-ups. So I think that that's pretty fun. And I think, and I've been playing a lot of, um, I want to say, on the phone, on my mobile phone, outside of Brawl Stars. I've been playing this new game, uh, Mana Strife by Magic. It's just Mana a Tower Strife. Rush game. Yeah, it's pretty fun, Mana Strife. It's pretty fun. Never heard of it. Who, who makes that? Uh, Net Normal. They also who? make the Star Wars card game. I looked them up. So The MOBA company, right? Uh, well, not I the think MOBA, so, yeah. the, Mo- the mobile game company. The mobile game company. Yeah, yeah. 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 Same one it does uh, that the uh, the Marvel game. Yep, and the Star Wars game, I believe. Yeah, that's it. Yep, pretty that's sharp. it. That's all. Wow, I mean, that's, trust trust me. I I kept myself pretty lean today uh, for games we played this week. It's up to you, Carl. You got to make it go longer than ten minutes. What have you been playing? <laughs> longer than ten minutes. <laughs> longer than dying. ten minutes. Uh, to be honest, I've only been playing a few bits and pieces here and there. Um, I've been playing Street Fighter V Championship Edition because... Wait, wait, uh, Matt. Get him. <laughs> are you playing Are you playing the cheap people? Are you, are you playing it because Seth has boobs now? No. Oh, thank God. I'm playing for the fact that I, I promised the guys over at Capcom that I give them an updated review, considering we've hit that point where they've decided to add shit, enough shit to it that's like a lot different than the original Street Fighter Five we reviewed back in the day, yeah. and pretty much argued over back in the day too. Uh, but um, I've sort of just been catching up on other bits and pieces around the around the way. Uh, still playing a little bit of Dragon Ball Z Kakarot just to keep going with that. You haven't beat that um, yet? No, I'm, I'm, ta- I'm taking my I'm taking my time now. That I've done the review. I'm 
chilling with it. Plus, Let me stop I, plus you. I'm, wait, I'm, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for DLC to come out. Let me stop you. Um, so how do you feel about uh, Team Four Star giving up on Dragon Ball Bridge? Oh, um, I saw the video. <laughs> I hated. I hated the video because it didn't really tell much. All I could pick up on it was. Oh, I've been doing it for 11 years. We have other projects we're going to do. We still got to finish the, the Final Fantasy thing, blah, blah, blah. It took so much time. We learned we had to do things professionally, which sounds like a cheap cop-out. It's like, it stopped being fun when it became a job. I'm like, everything is stopped fun when it becomes a job, my friend. That's growing up. But anyway, um, I I didn't like, the video was like a whole bunch of air of nothing. I, and they keep saying they have a bunch of projects. It was a fun, blah blah. It's hard to touch some people. Maybe certain people didn't um, could have worked with the project or the way they met me, blah blah blah. But with all these future projects they keep mentioning, I heard nothing of it. Just know anything of it. So in my opinion, I don't know. But no more, no more Team Four Star memes. That's all I can say. I'm, and I'm, I'm really sad. I'm really I am sad. Ten plus years and you give up. Classic. Yep. Yeah. Like I, I understand it. It's a lot of work, you know. They have to go and redo uh, frames at times. They have to go and record, keep the voices on point, and everything else. Have the overall story arc. If they're having, I, I'm not buying so much that they're having burnout. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as more as this was a business decision. Uh, one of the biggest things that I took away from the initial post that was put out on the Kickstarter, uh, not Kickstarter, um, Patreon. Yeah. Was that. One, they're getting sick of having to combat the uh, strikes on YouTube. Yeah. So don't be surprised if next time all of those episodes suddenly disappear from YouTube. They're they, not coming they, back. They said, they said, they said they're going to keep it up and demonetize they, they, it. They, they, like, yeah, 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 but bullshit. The second it gets hit, I'll take it down. <clears throat> um, so you're trying to say I should archive I mean, that other, shit now. The, yes, do like I did. Uh, I've archived every episode. Um, basically, the other thing that sort of got me interested in too was the fact that they said that because of doing Dragon Ball Z abridged, they have strained a lot of relationships. I have a feeling yes. that they've that they've been approached by companies going, if you stop Dragon Ball abridged, we'll give you paid work in the anime industry. Yeah, that's a possibility. And that that's really what it sounds like. It's, it's not sounding like more of we were burnt out. It's we are dropping this because it's costing us business. And we want to make sure that we will keep our business going. And frankly, they're going to learn very quickly how many people were just supporting them for Dragon Ball Abridged. Basically. I, I feel like, too, is like, again, they mentioned future projects or anything about it. I mean, they're going to finish the Final Fantasy series. And I scratched my head about it is like they mentioned like it was hard to contact people, blah, blah, working on it. My personal take of it is that if they were getting blackballed or blacklisted by the anime industry, which I'll probably mention the A1 podcast when we had that episode talk about it. I think that if they were getting blackballed, similar to the guys who make people who are making money off the hentai industry, black level blackballed, you could just stop caring because your fan base will protect you mm. if you get blackballed. In some instances, like the guys, like the guy who like Faku, people know that like you know the guy who made Faku technically turned a free Dojin site into cash, and he got blackballed yeah. by the, the anti community because of that. But money came in, so yeah. Back to the video games. Um, I booted Grand Theft Auto Five back up. You can't really see it because of my green screen. Oh, um, I booted Grand Theft Auto Five back up the other day. 
both on PS3 and PS4, uh, just to see the difference in online. Like with with the PS4 version now, you've got like multiple heists, you've got the casino and everything else, and it's a really big fleshed out game. Um, you know, I can understand now, like we were talking about last week with Rockstar uh, wanting to funnel their money into that rather than Grand Theft Auto Sticks. I understand that now. The difference going back onto the PS3 is that they basically got the first round of heists, and that's it. Those servers are a I wouldn't say a wasteland, but you get you you definitely you definitely get two choices. You either get wasteland where there's barely anybody on the on the session, or you get the modders paradise, which is all the hacks and mods that have been put into this thing. And like you don't even need to mod your PS3 or anything to get these. Like you go they are server done now. So you walk in there, all of a sudden my money just started going ching, 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 and I'm like, I need to get out of here now yeah. before I get banned. <laughs> so, so that that was that was uh, that particular. But um, I sort of have a bit of a theme with the other three things I've been playing over the last. Well, I, I played them last weekend and throughout the week as well. Uh, Legends of Wrestling, Legends of Wrestling Two. Mm. WWE 2K20. Can you tell what the theme is? Uh, PlayStation 2 games? No. <laughs> Glitchy wrestling titles. Oh. Because oh. people because th- people go on and on about uh, WWE 2K20 and how glitched it is. And to be honest, the patches that they've got through now have actually got it to the point where it's starting to get very stable and actually playable. Uh, the old Legends of Wrestling games, man, they were the original glitch fests. <laughs> like I, I, at one point, uh, I played a match against Abdul the Butcher. He came out with no head. <laughs> Another one, all of a sudden, playing playing a cage match against against Hogan, and all of a sudden, Hogan went to go and grab the side of the cage, and he just floated up in the sky, never to return. You know, he went back home to his people. But <laughs> that, it was sounds, like... that doesn't sound like a glitch. That sounds like an actual <laughs> thing that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but like. Those those games, in particular, the Legends of Wrestling ones, are just so glitchy that it's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, like going into WWE 2K20, there's still some differences in it that I'm not happy about, and it is still not a perfect game at this point. You know, seven oh, it's patches far in. From it's still yeah, messed up. But yeah. they're 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 their seventh big patch now, and they've just released their final DLC pack for it, which was the um, South Pole Wrestling pack. Which is hilariously '80s, by the way. Loved it. Well, so um, the, so Bobby Eaton's in the game. Got Stan Lane. Midnight Express. <laughs> is that '80s? No, 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 no. Not '80s in the characters, but more like '80s in the fashion and the neon oh, lights okay. and all that. I'm about to say, like, oh, we're going, yeah. we're going the Jim Crockett days. He bought, by the way. No, 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 no. no we're, we're going, we're going almost like low levels of, of oh, neon wow. in this thing, man. Um, you know, wrestlelicious style, man. Um, but. Uh, like the game itself is getting there. It's stable. I reckon if they just put out one, maybe two more big patches to squash the last of it, it'll actually be stable enough that I'd be willing to do a review. But at this point, I'm still sitting there on. I'm not ready to give this thing any type of real score yet. Like I, I put that, I put that article out when it was released, stating <laughs> that we're not going to review this until it's stable, and we're still like. It came out in October. We're in February now. 
So what's that? Four months? Too long. Roughly. And four and months. Four months. They they've already dropped, four months. They've oh, they can't. They can't. The well, they just, that's the thing. They've just released the last of the DLC. So, you know, you'd figure by this point they would have tried to have had it stable because this is usually the point where they start working on the next title. So it'll be interesting to see if they do support it from here on out, if they are willing to sort of put the extra effort in to make this stable till like October this year when they'll start putting out 2K21. Or you think they're going to put out 21? Yeah, I think they're going to skip. I, I, I don't... Logic would dictate that they should skip. They should skip 21 and come back with 22 when they've really worked on the engine properly. Uh, fix up their graphical problems and everything else. Because when when Nukes up and left these guys, oh Things my work. god, they had they had to start everything over from scratch, and you could tell like this was a rushed product. But I reckon give them an extra twelve months to work with the software and everything else, you'll be getting a decent product next year, like Hopefully. in two K twenty two. But All that's right. if they decide to go that route. All right. Um. Other than that, you done? You you put us over this ten minute mark. So yeah. <laughs> I, 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 okay, I'm done. I guess I, I, I just I just set up as you can probably I don't know if you can really tell much, but like the fact that I'm actually using the green screen, I actually set up my office again. I now have all my consoles sitting. Here. I can't see the green screens blocking everything. I can see stuff. <laughs> you see, so you over see there, stuff on, 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 over there on the side here. On, yeah, on my, yeah. Like that, that's only that's only about a about a fifth of like what the actual shelving here is like. And I don't know if you can see it right on the end. There's my Super Nintendo. So <laughs> I see something. All right. Um, I'm not going to go in order with the topics because uh, I think the Lakes one, uh, we'll be talking about that for a while. So let me take it from the top. Um, Rob, let's mark these things. So 2215. So there's been some talk about the PlayStation 5 possibly having some problems with its pricing. Uh, Bloomberg has reported that Sony's having a problem getting the parts it needs and that it's going to possibly drive up the cost of the console, which. Duh, <laughs> it only makes sense, right? So, right. the problem with the PlayStation Five right now is outside of the parts issue, they're playing this really terrible game that they played at the beginning of this generation with the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four, and letting Microsoft go first to dictate the pricing. And then Sony will come back and go, "All right, it's our our system is now cheaper than your system. It's hundred dollars less." Microsoft right now has not made any announcements of how much the Xbox Series X is going to cost. And of course, Sony is playing the same game again, waiting to see how much Microsoft is going to charge for this system. So history is not going to repeat itself because Microsoft is probably going, yeah, we're not doing that again. Microsoft will probably come out, give us a release date, and then go pricing to be announced near release. And, see, then, and then when that happens, it, we, we'll, we'll, we'll have another Sony apocalypse. So let's but go. see, here's the thing. I mean, outside, I mean, there's not really much we could say about the parts other than what they said. It's going to drive up the cost of the system. Again, we all knew that. But here's the problem which, that I have. Which, which, which parts in particular? They haven't stayed. It, it looks like it may be the RAM. I, yeah, I, they I, said I, it was yeah, mostly I, due to uh, temporary like RAM and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so in other words, the same bullshit that's pushing up prices for PC. In other words, yeah, pretty yeah. much. I mean, it but, happened a couple of years ago, right? With just PCs in general, yeah, and prices went. It's been happening for the last couple of years, and even the market now on RAM is still a lot higher than it should be. Yeah, and but same, it's worse same for with, these same with, same using, they're using DDR5, so it's even worse for that. So it's safe to say it's the the RAM processing or the the market RAM, whatever the term is, is overvalued. 
I wouldn't say overvalued. I mean, it's nothing really uses DDR5 and DDR6 other than video cards and the consoles. Right. PC still hasn't moved over to that. High-end PCs like servers and whatnot, DDR5, yes, but consumer-level stuff, no. So. so I feel that that's kind of the vision of overvalued, where only a niche people use it and you're tracking it off, you know, like whatever. The that's problem like, again is it, it costs so much to make, and then you have the shortage of resources, so you can't make enough. And then when you've got Sony and Microsoft both going after the same memory because their systems are similar, you got your supply and demand <laughs> issues. Yeah. Sounds like PS3 all over again. But the problem yeah. with this is this is this is thing this is the thing I have with this. So again, Sony's waiting for Microsoft to announce the price, and this can go one of two ways. Microsoft can come on and go. We know you're waiting. You all think we're going to sell this thing for four nine nine? We're going to sell for three nine nine. That leaves Sony in a really weird position. Either you undercut Microsoft, which they're not going to do. They come in at the same price as Microsoft, which might be a problem, or because of the resources. And this could also affect Microsoft. They come in at the four nine nine point. Here's the thing: going to the next generation that people don't understand, or maybe they don't want to acknowledge. When it when it comes to the grand scheme of things, Microsoft does not care. They have money to spare and then mm-hmm. some. They are not bleeding money like Sony is. Sony's doing great with PlayStation, but that's all they have. Those TVs don't sell well. Their their entire electronics line has been going downhill for years. And I'm not the I'm not here to bash them, I'm just spitting facts. Microsoft has Azure, they have Windows, they have SQL Server, they own GitHub, they work with Linux now. They have so many things right now. They've got the surface line. They don't care. If Microsoft had to, they would sell their stuff for 399. They know they will lose money on the hardware side of things, but they'll get it back on the software side of things. Then why don't you just stick with that then if they don't care so much? I mean, this is this. I always hate that. Arg- I've always hate that effing argument because it's, it's one, it's one of arrogance. And two, it doesn't understand, like, even though you have other markets you're doing, doesn't mean you're dominating those markets. You don't have you to be, in- you don't have to dominate it though. That's the no, thing. If you the have thing, the capital, that's the, that's the problem with that argument. You are assuming why they are, they are, the greatest of all time. No, my opinion is they have many multiple markets, many, and the more markets they're in, the more they hurt themselves because they're not specialized. They're just there. It's like a movie theater. If you're a movie theater that only makes that only you know promotes action movies, you have a guaranteed fix of having the best action movies on the mail every day. If you sell six other type of movies, well, you're gonna have to start balancing some things, and not all clowns can juggle. I would disagree. You can disagree if you want, but not all clowns can juggle. No, I hate clowns. Fuck clowns. Exactly. Not all clowns. Can juggle. <laughs> I hate clouds. No, I'm just saying they again with that argument. They have money. They're oh, not yeah, I'm arguing. aware of it, but they're but not. The they're time, not. They're not. They're not fighting to stay afloat. They're. They don't care. The Xbox right, brand, and, and, and by not caring, they should just sell the cheapest product they can sell, and they and may. just crush other guy. That's we what don't Walmart know. We they, don't they know what to do. They might do that, and it's funny you said Walmart because I had a conversation with my wife about that today because the Sears in our area is closing, and she was yeah. like, "Why are they closing? Because they haven't evolved." They haven't tried to fight online stores. Amazon's kicking their ass. Walmart's the only store that I've seen so far that looked at Amazon as a real threat and go, you know, you know what? We need to lower our prices. We need to change the way we do things because if we don't, they're going to take us out as well. Well, all the uh, general department store, the department store, Meta, Sears, Kmart, 
uh, who else? Macy's. All those guys have been have been dying since like the internet. So it, pff, they're 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 done. They're dinosaurs. They're done. They've been done. They 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 can do whatever they want, but they've been done. But the for a the long other time. the other thing that factors into a lot of this too is, uh, and this is the other thing that I, I noticed from the article was maybe Sony could be willing to take a loss and make it up with the use of PlayStation Now. Because you, you've got you, you've uh, got the one, one 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 you've got no here's the thing you you've got their services well not so much places now I mean places plus sorry um like these consoles require now the you mean plus the, the, you keep yeah, saying plus. now <laughs> yeah, sorry sorry brain no work good okay um <laughs> basically they require these subscription services in order to access your online market. So to, to play games online and everything else, you're required to pay the subscription. That's where they're going to try and make their money back. Like you look at my, Microsoft, they can do it hand over fist because they've got, not only do you need at least gold to start playing games online, but they've also got the Ultimate Game Pass as well, which they're making money hand over fist on that. So, you know, they, they, there are ways to recoup your losses through other means and yes. sell the hardware at a cheaper price. Oh, I agree. I agree. I, I think going back to the argument when I was saying they can sell it for as low as they want to, the thing is, do we really want to? I mean, in why Microsoft, not? In Microsoft's stance, they have to. Uh, to, 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 be on, to be honest, if they sell it for any more expense than what they did this previous generation, people are going to kick up a shit. Probably, yeah. Like, like you know, uh, previous generation, I don't know what it was like for you guys. What was it two ninety nine for you guys? Wasn't it? It started what? at four hundred, right? So oh, yeah, yeah. What well, are you talking okay, about? here, here, here uh, uh, let's just go uh, down under. PS four, why not? Yeah, PS four is three ninety nine. Yeah, PS four is three ninety nine. So that was about seven fifty here in Australia. If they decide to drop it at say four ninety nine or something like that. Where this now pushes it nearly into the nine hundred dollar mark for myself. That's where a lot of people outside of the US are gonna start going, Maybe we don't need a console this generation. Maybe I'll just go back to playing but what I, I have. Yeah. You know. I remember and, the, uh... and if they drop it at the same price, they might think, Okay, yeah, all right, that seems to be standard, let's run it like that. If they do it cheaper, they'll go, Hell yeah, let's do it and then realize there's so oh, many shit, factors I, there. Shit, there's I so many factors that doesn't help. And at pointing out and say go the cheaper route, I mean look at look at Epic Game Store. They have tried to be the cheaper man, they tried to do all this stuff, and they got bad PR. Regardless, Epic has all this great qualities and my grandma's you know, famous taco salad, they ain't getting anywhere. You know what? Epic Games well, will be doing a lot better if their CEO would shut the hell up. <laughs> a lot of that came from them buying up IPs that were already like linked to other services. So basically, my opinion with Michael's argument is that I don't believe it. I don't think it, it doesn't matter what they do because the fact is, again, I told you they don't have good marketing identity. And a lot of people like myself who are normies, who I have people talk to, don't, don't have much faith in Microsoft and delivering stuff. So it's like if Microsoft came out with a console, at a price, and this is my price point. I think this is deeper. Three fifty, I could risk three hundred fifty dollars on Microsoft. But if it's like four or five hundred dollars, oh, I'll see you next time. I'll I'm gonna go here and well, it definitely I'll, won't I'll, be five hundred dollars. I'll be I'll be waiting for the uh, the Xbox Series X small or whatever X, they just do, the do, do in a year or two. I'm still waiting for Xbox Series X Command Mission. Me and Rob are gonna get that on block, right? <laughs> X Command Mission. That's what we yeah, want. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I just wanna. Go ahead. 
I want to harken back to, because we had a similar conversation, I think it was a couple podcasts ago, where we were talking about the price and where it would kind of fall. And I agree with a lot of what uh, Mace is saying, is that there is a specific area where the price, not even just on a financial standpoint, on a psychological standpoint, gets to an area where people literally just say, oh, that's too much. You know, it happens a lot, even on smaller volumes, like things where people say, oh, there's a $10 water bottle and there's a $20 water bottle. One of them has a metal outside. One of them doesn't. It keeps your water coolers, quote unquote. You're not going to spend that much money more, you know, to get that thing, even though it might not be in comparison, like a big difference. The thing with that is that like, if these new consoles, I mean, the report that came out, it was reported that the cost to create the ps5 it was something like four dollars 435 yeah yeah, yeah. it's something weird like yeah. that so people were saying like oh they're gonna go similar to the ps4 they're gonna recoup 20 dollars per system and sell it at 470 and i was because they because they said the ps4 it took it was like 380 <coughs> to, to develop and sell so people were just saying saying like oh they'll sell it for 470 like that mm-hmm. that's such an arbitrary number of like yeah exactly they're, they're gonna want to go for an even number it, it they just marketing it makes sense for you to do something that's simple and easy it's 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 standard stuff it's what they did you know decades ago where they started putting the 99 next to everything exactly that it seems cheaper you know all that kind of stuff i feel like it's just gonna fall under we're gonna get to this point where if they try to go over 500 dollars, or if they put it at 500 dollars, yeah it's gonna be so tough to sell and like they're they're gonna sell they're gonna need to sell it at a loss at that point it's not even gonna be about oh well we know we'll recoup our losses from our services and our games it yeah it gets to the point where it's just gonna be like people are not gonna want to buy it period because it's just psychologically it seems like it's so much based yeah i agree and that's why i'm like if, if Microsoft is so interested in winning and dominating a market, they could just go for go for broke and go be be the jerk off. Sell it. What's the, what's the switch? What's the switch price? Two fifty. Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Go switch price. Go lower than switch. Go ahead. I'll undercut Nintendo for God's sake. Do it. Impress me. Do scumbag stuff if you're so good. That's what I'm saying. You know they could scumbag. they could do scumbag stuff and still people will still have issues with them doing that. Well, ex- and that's the point I'm making. Like to me, I don't believe that argument. They're this, they're that. No, no, no. They have to think about other things. I don't think they could do it. If they went full scumbag, will it save them? Maybe. Well, the thing about that is, is, is the consumer even going to know that they're doing bad things? You know, because oh, on a front-facing I mean, perspective, they're just going to be like, "Oh, okay, it's way cheaper. I should just get this one and not basically. think anything of it." It's the same thing with Amazon, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, basically. And it also depends on, like I said, their marketing, et cetera, et cetera. Like for example, um, Epic Game Store to this day still has bad marketing, which they deserve because you know what? What are you doing? What are you doing? Do they even have marketing? Uh, everyone hates them. That's marketing. Hey, hey, that's, like, yeah. Did yeah. Connor, did Connor just making it? We had another person who was supposed to be here, and controversy uh, creates cash. Controversy um, creates cash. Yeah, hang thanks, on a second. Michelle. Let me see if we can get Connor in here. It's going to mess up the stream for a second, folks. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, get him in here. Uh, this is gonna be interesting. Oh. Oh, Connor, everybody, everybody move over. Right. Are you here, sir? Uh, is that working? Hey, oh, I hear. There he is. You should go low. Speak up a little louder. Right, let's try this. How's that? Yeah, it works. Hey guys, we got a late comer to the podcast. This is Connor. Connor, say hi. Con. Hello everyone. Apologies for being late. I had to update my PC and Microsoft decided that today was going to be the day they wanted to fuck each and every individual one of my drivers. <laughs> we talking about <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's Microsoft. What do you expect, mate? <laughs> like, what do you expect? It's Microsoft. <laughs> oh boy. 
So if you weren't paying attention, Connor, we were talking about the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox One pricing, the news that the PlayStation 5 may run into some issues with uh, getting the price they need, to, which will jack up the price. And we were just having a friendly conversation in regards to how do we get stuck on Microsoft pricing? We were talking about the PlayStation 5 pricing. Because, because as you pointed out, uh, Sony's playing defensive by just waiting to see what the market think is fine, which will be Microsoft taking the initiative, the Western. And then you went on an argument saying that Microsoft is such a big, strong company with big, strong muscles and oh, big, what strong I, voice. No, I don't think I said that. I said you they, went, I'm, I'm paraphrasing for Connor so you can understand. I basically said they have nothing to lose. They can do what they want. They can exactly. price as low as they, they want or they as can, high as they Because they're big, strong men with big, strong muscles with a big, strong boy with the greatest mustache ever seen. Mustache I'm not a fan of mustaches. I hate those. This Sorry. is why you'll never love NXT UK. Mustache Mountain for life. Anyway. It's, all, it's all about the goatee. Come on. Anyway, but all seriousness, he was going with the strength of Microsoft them and being a company in many markets. And I say that just because they're in many markets doesn't mean they're strong in those markets as well as they're juggling so many things. Well, not so much market. To... Not so much market. So much as they're in different. They're in different. And that also kind of trans- And also that could translate to how people perceive them. If they're Possibly. in what matters. It's like I would like a perfect example is look at uh, the current movies that are out right. There are a lot of bad movies that are out there right now, right? But if you look at like Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey's interview for a song to Hedgehog was much more passionate than any other interview we've ever seen. We're not supposed to talk about that. Well, no, no, I'm talking about the interview. I'm not talking about the movie. Just this interview of how passionate he was about being on this project compared to other people in other movies in the last couple of months shows. That if you're indifferent or generic, no one cares about the product. If you're passionate, people go see passion. And that's the problem also. So, you know, put it as this. That's why I don't really have faith in Microsoft. I'll see them doing it, but it's like, unless they decide to go lowball and have faith in their, you know, software, product, and subscriptions, then yeah, they're going to be top dollar. Top dollar. Mm, I don't, I don't, that I still, again, I, I, again, I, I don't really agree with that. Because you're going off of the old Microsoft. You're not giving oh, the so new admission. I know how you feel about the Spencer's. We're not gonna talk about him. So we're talk, talking so you so you say you want you missed the you missed the old Kanye, the sweet move Kanye, the good Kanye, not the new Microsoft. Oh, right. the old, yeah. That's pretty much what you're saying. <laughs> we should Kanye? just yeah. I never liked Kanye in the first place. Let's just leave it at that. Wow. Uh, wow. Oh boy. There. Ooh, controversy. <laughs> there, just leave it at that. Um, yeah. Connor? Yeah, what's up? Anything you got to say about that one before we move off the topic into our next one? You were saying something. I find Sony being on the defensive this time round just seems to be a bit of a mistake on their own because, let's be honest, Microsoft really did shit the bed this generation. They had so many chances, so many opportunities to make a comeback, and only near the end of the generation have they only done some stuff that's actually worth mentioning. Now, this would be the perfect opportunity for Sony to capitalize on that, go on the offensive, and not push Microsoft out of the console wars per se, but at least give themselves a stronger footing. Because if they make from Mike, if they keep waiting for Microsoft to make the first move, Microsoft just can just outweigh them and wait until the very end. At which point things are set in stone; they can't make any changes. So, say for example, they make a decision which Microsoft makes a better decision for. Uh, say for example, the whole DRM and game sharing situation of last oh, gen, where was so Microsoft stupid. wanted to effectively privatize pre-owned games now imagine if um, something similar happened here where microsoft was like oh you know what all our games are going to be five quid on this thing and so it's like oh shit ours are still 40 quid but if they wait <laughs> too long they can't change it so 
this isn't really the time to be, forgive my language, pussyfooting around it. You, yeah. you need to at least put something out there. Because as far as Microsoft's concerned, we know pretty much everything about the Xbox Series X. I'm just going to call it this Xbox. Um, <laughs> no, just call it Xbox Command Mission. That's what I call it, the Xbox Command Mission. Xbox <laughs> Command Mission. But yeah, like um, we don't really know anything about the PS5 yet, at least nothing concrete. We know some of the specs. We know some of the, about backwards compatibility, but how much do we really know about how it's going to work, what it's going to do, besides, right. of course, play games? Yeah, they haven't been very forthcoming I think it's because, much like Nintendo's the same way, they're being very defensive, it's just who they are. I think they don't want to rock the boat, because remember, Microsoft, Xbox 360 was one of my favorite consoles. I loved it, you know, toys piece or whatever. And then when they came, and then when they came out with the Xbox Uno, Duno, I'm like, how did you crap the bed like that? And that's what they're afraid of. It's like, yes, our product is popular, people love it, we have great games, blah, blah. I don't want to ruin what's going on. Let me let the other guy try something, and I'll see what's going to happen. That's what that's what I think they're doing. That and you know, it, it's Sony. They're like, all right, I guess we should make some games or something. I don't know. Do we yeah, make games? And eh, let's just get drunk and just start partying. Like they have really been coasting for like the last two years. I know. It's just like it's, it's because they didn't have any real competition. When you're in the lead and you have no competition, it doesn't hurt. You just you get comfortable. You get slow. If you get slow, you get eaten. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, the wall of the jungle. But it doesn't hurt that your competition shoots themselves in the foot. It's like, am I am I the best now? Like, the only like the only reason why the PS4 was so good this generation is not because of any of the policies that Sony had. Like, they had some really good games, God of War, yeah, um, Uncharted Four, that sort of stuff. But the only real reason why Sony was really good this generation is because Microsoft was so shit. If it was yeah, exactly. similar to the Xbox 360 days where Microsoft was actually quite good, because the 360 was always the underdog. It was the underpowered yeah. console. It had, but it had the best games. It had Halo. It had Gears of War. It had some of the dumbest shit that you could ever see on a console. But it worked because it was like what Sony's yeah. saying now for the gamers. And now it's just like we want your money. We want your money. We want your money. Oh, what's they also had the best services money, but... too, right? Yeah, I, 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 if I, I, I remember, Xbox Live Arcade. I missed that. Nope, to my Xbox Live Arcade was amazing. Yeah, that was a big uh, thing because I remember. I mean, you can even argue the difference that because it was paid, they were able to put more resources to it. But at the same time, it, it's like you know the 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 infrastructure there was was much better like you they they made an actual store that you could go in and go through and like they started bringing in xbox live arcade like it was just like more innovations there to actually make the store worth going to rather than it's just a place where i can buy my games other than going to gamestop and like even then like physical games not that prevalent at the beginning of the generation just because storage sizes were only so much when you got the the console day of and yeah. and and so it there the, the services alone like xbox live like it, it was just insane they they took the exact momentum that they got from just the xbox brought it into their new generation and it was fantastic so they yeah. did a great job there as well that was the good times now look oh, well. where they are yep <laughs> and now we're just waiting to see what happens if this is going to be a repeat or if this is going to be a little more interesting this time around. I'm waiting for Phil Spencer to, to make the Xbox Command Mission uh, Zero Command um, app that forces you to buy <laughs> DRM games through your phone so you can play it on your console. Well, the whole idea of like um, the Xbox Series X and the PS Pro has really rubbed me up the wrong way this generation. Just, oh, I can't speak fucking English. Generation. <laughs> and you're English. <laughs> and the fact that um, 
they've come out and said that the new console is called the Xbox Series X, which automatically implies there's gonna be more. I mean, yeah, you're dropping what four hundred and fifty pounds or five hundred dollars and stuff like that on these consoles. You don't want to buy a new one every year. A lot of people say you buy a new phone every year. It's like, no, I don't. No, I'm still I paying. Did, I did not. <laughs> yeah, once nope. I finish paying off this phone, so it dies, I'm getting a new one. That's the plan. Yeah, that's it. Um, I'm still, I still have my Note can. Nine. It's two years. I, I, no, I keep it until it's no longer worthwhile. It becomes slow, or I can afford another one. Every year, no, that's ridiculous. That's just no, not working. And it's a similar thing with cross generational releases too. I mean, Xbox has straight up coming out and said that for the next what it was like two years, where they're they're not going to have any really exclusives for between the consoles. So, I mean, it, it helps there too. I mean, it's it's really just like I don't want to say a convenience to the folks who may not have enough money, but like you know, it it certainly helps for the people who aren't going to jump in right away. Or if they just feel like there's no reason for them to, they might still wait those two years so that even if they do have the old console, they at least have the opportunity to play just in general. Um, and then if they find out that they just are not interested anymore after those two years, then they don't have to go out and buy one. It's a, it, it is a nice thing when you at least put it in that perspective. Um, See, a lot of what Microsoft's doing quite recently is very consumer friendly, like the Game Pass, the whole um, yeah. backwards compatibility for two years. From a consumer standpoint, it's really good. From a business standpoint, it makes no goddamn sense. Like, one thing you can always give Sony a little bit of credit for is that the fact that they like to dick over their customers, but at least they're making money while doing it. So, um, Microsoft doing the whole, the games we're going to release for the Xbox Series X will work on the Xbox One is brilliant. I love the idea of it. But I don't see it being very... What's the word I'm looking for? I don't see it being a stable big business practice. There, there has to be a bit of in between because what pe- what people who like to yell about this console's better, this console's better. There's no such thing as uh, brand loyalty. There shouldn't be really. Yeah, there shouldn't be. But if you one know. product doesn't exist, the other one will go downhill. Like it's been evident at the last two years with Sony because they have no real competition. They've gone a bit slow, and we've seen a lot less really good games come out as opposed to. The hard-hitting stuff we saw back in 2016 and 2017 and stuff like that you know where they were really trying and if microsoft backs out and does something else sony's not going to bother they're just going to continue churning on stuff because they're the biggest kid on the block and let's be honest nintendo isn't really a competitor they're just there even yeah. with the nintendo switch uh, going all cross-platform and third-party studio sharing nintendo will always do their own thing and the only reason why they're so successful at what they do, despite some of the stuff they have been doing recently, is because they're the only one who do it. Now, Sony and I mean, yeah. Microsoft, they're doing really well. But I think it's I think the reason why Microsoft is doing, as you mentioned earlier, you know, blah, blah, is that they're trying to build goodwill. They have lost a lot of goodwill. And I mean a lot. Oh, yeah. When so it's like they're trying to build back a fan base. Yeah, people who like them. They're trying to like, hey, guys, we're cool again. We're sorry about, you know, doing Xbox. Now you have the fun box. Come back, please. All right. Well, well let's move off this. We've been on this one for quite a while. <laughs> it's been a while, yeah. <laughs> been trying to get off this topic. It just wasn't working. All right. So let's talk about something a little less controversial. How about that? Um, leakers. Yay. Because we all love the leakers. So I was talking to the Nintendo guys a couple of days. We have, what was it Thursday? About the Nintendo catching the gentleman or the website who leaked the Pokemon Sword and Shield stuff. And Rob talked about beginning this podcast. There was also somebody who leaked stuff for uh, Call of Duty. Now, 
I'm I'm glad that Nintendo caught the person. I'm glad that Nintendo basically said, "Hey, we know who this person is. We're we're going to shame them by telling the world who they are," which was F Nintendo, a website, and that they're no longer going to work with them. And this has been something that has affected smaller to medium sized outlets, uh, especially us and a couple other people that I've talked to in the past. Because what happened a couple years ago? Somebody leaked the Mario and Luigi game. I forgot what it was. Bowser or something, wherever it was for three oh, years. Inside Story. Yes, yes. Thank you. And Nintendo basically punished everybody, the smaller sites, and said, "You know what? We're not going to really work with you like we did in the same capacity because we don't know who did this." They didn't go on the witch hunt, and everybody suffered. Of course, the bigger sites, IGN, and whatnot, were fine, but the smaller sites were pretty much, and they were they were wiped out. I we still have a hard time going to Nintendo say, "Hey, we want to do." xyz if we want to work with you and it's it's a crap shot sometimes they work with us sometimes they won't work with us it, it really depends but i'm glad that they found this guy because now at least it shows that they will go after you if you actually do this instead of just punishing everybody the whole the whole blank blanket punishment is bull well, if, a lot of if, people give nintendo shit because of their policies with regards to like youtube videos and how their content yeah. goes but to be honest i mean especially with recent events they have a reason leakers are quite frankly just people who gain access to information which they have been entrusted to by the company or sometimes through other illicit means and then they just share it publicly when they're not supposed to if it's like imagine if you went to someone and told like oh, i'm planning a birthday party for this person don't tell them and then the next second after you finish that sentence they tell them and it just ruins everything for you and yep. that other person it, it just needs to stop yeah, the interesting part about it, too, is that, like, Nintendo stopping leakers and whatnot, and I'm surprised that maybe, I'm, again, Mason and I know it's about wrestling journalism. There are two people who are leakers, people who just make crap up, but it's like they were trying to defend, like, I'm a journalist, I'm doing this, dude, NDA, <laughs> right? Not a disclosure agreement. So I'm surprised, I'm really surprised that I didn't, when this happened, I didn't hear the counter argument, we're being journalists and they're not. And I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad Nintendo was very something. I mean, you punished the right guy. Now, please give me F Zero, a new F Zero game, so I can finally respect you again. Yeah, that's never going to happen, unfortunately. All right, well, uh, you try Nintendo. You know, I'll see you in like 2025. Well, there's always a difference between journalism and tabloidism. Like, being yes, journalist means you have to work with the information which is actually worth writing about, which is worth sharing, and then being a tabloid is basically hounding someone for information that they just don't want to give you yet. If they want us to know, they'll let us know. And granted, I'm not saying blindly trust every single company out there because, I mean, for every Nintendo and every Respawn Entertainment who wants to give us something good, you've got an EA or a Ubisoft hiding around the corner <laughs> waiting to bash you over the head with a buggy game. You know, sometimes it doesn't yeah. work out, but I would much prefer to find out about something when it's ready and rather than find out about something way earlier than you're supposed to and then have the company scramble to create a response, most likely disrupting the development of the game itself, it it just causes yeah. a circular effect yeah. where it just fucks itself. And not only that, it's just, it's literally like, it's not even interesting information about it. It's just the fact that it exists in general is usually what people go out and say. And it's just like, you know, there's a group of people who may not believe you and stuff anyway, but still you'll just get like, it just ruins the surprise. It's like the same with... Um, I remember during the Wii U days when Smash was still in its heyday, uh, everybody was super excited about the next few characters or whatever. And then 
um, Ryu was going to come out alongside, I think it was Lucas who came out alongside with him. Ryu yeah. was going to come out for the game. The first time that a Street Fighter character was in Smash. Really big deal. And and all of a sudden, people just data mined it, found it out, saw some stuff that said Ryu, and were like, okay, Ryu's here. Oh, and like everybody was just kind of like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> like, um, I don't know if anyone here plays Destiny. Um, oh, boy. But the Destiny anyone plays Destiny? Destiny <laughs> I never heard of this game. Absolutely. <laughs> the data miners in destiny 2 are absolute scum like i'm so tired yeah. <laughs> of hearing about the story before it's even gonna come out it's like i wait months at a time for the little tidbit of story i'm gonna get i want to enjoy it so don't ruin it for me five years in advance please <laughs> well again it comes back to everybody wanting to fucking get information about destiny 2 out of the people that made that shit they are type lip motherfuckers, I can tell you that much. But again, like I said, it, it's it when you can find something out that's leaked one way or another, and you can get your 15 minutes of sun of, of, of spotlight or whatever, you know, or get the traffic to your site or get clicks to your YouTube video, they're going to do it. Yeah, you know, and, and the companies need to realize that there are people within their company, one way or another, that are leaking this information, and you need to do something about it. I mean that that's it. Outside of the Nintendo thing, outside of the, the Call of Duty thing. Because that was a, that was basically them breaching the NDA. So the hell with them. There are people within your companies that are like, no, I can get away with telling this information and either sell it or leak it for fame or some other purpose that that benefits them. I mean, just look at the the whole PlayStation Five screenshots. Oh, I'm just a janitor. I'm just taking pictures of the PlayStation Five. Really, really? Thanks, bro. It's not even the real PlayStation Five. <laughs> just a dev kit. It's not going to look like that. Like you know. Yeah. I think <laughs> so. like, but you yeah, see how much the internet cut on fire when they, when they everybody saw yeah. the picture. They're like, oh my god, look at this. Oh, it's the PlayStation Five dev kit. It looks so. I think the I think the big problem is like a lot of these companies will now have to start using stronger NDAs, like yes. you know, as well as well as having better uh, technology accountability. Per, accountability and technology protection. Like I've been to some corporate meetings in my life recently that they will take your cell phone the moment you enter the damn building because they're telling you something you shouldn't know they do that for insight to stop insider trading they take your cell phone take whatever it's on drop it in this bin we'll get it back to you out and you know they don't even let you use pads to write information that they just tell you and they'll email you a pamphlet what they said so you have to use your brain to try to memorize it so you're going to believe three people who are it's like telephone you know connor i and rob heard nintendo said it making f-zero but i ain't heard f-zero i heard star fox Rob heard Metroid, and Connor heard F-Zero. So we don't know who's telling the truth because it took our phones and our notepads, so one of us is lying or whatever. And that's good That's good enough. What, I said, what I said on the Nintendo podcast is I think companies start using uh, underhanded tactics to trick these people. For example, this feeds some information, leaks some information, leaks the false information, and leaks certain things, right? I told you one thing, like you said. I told you another thing, and I told Mason another thing. And wait to see which one comes out first, so I know who to go after. I only yeah, told basically. you about this, so you did it. Yeah, basically. Um, the thing though is like take people's stuff. Uh, it's like uh, also, in, in, in... sorry, Matt, just to cut you off there for quick. Uh, Keith, you might remember this. Uh, you know, with the not believe everything you read. How quickly did Josh's uh article about Golden Eye? Oh my <laughs> god, I, that's that's still online. That is still online. People still get pissed off about that. For those who don't understand, there was an April Fool's joke. Was it two years ago? Yeah, about two years ago. It was Microsoft it buying three now. It was Microsoft buying the James Bond double license, and 
I, I think I had told Josh you know, to put April Fool's because people were getting really pissed off about that, even though the date was April first, but they weren't paying attention. Oh, people came to the site; they were not very happy about that. <laughs> but the thing, the thing is, like, like Josh put that up as a joke. It was up on April first, so it was up on on April Fool's Day. It's still there. Other other news sites took it and ran with it like it was a legitimate news piece. Oh fuck me! It is still <laughs> yeah. up there. exactly. That's crazy. Yeah, and I was saying, it's like, this is information. I mean, I'm going to say myself, Carl, I both know this. Wrestling's all about maintaining kayfabe, baby, so they got to keep that shit. Kayfabe's been dead since the fucking 90s, bro. (laughs) No, I don't know what you're talking about, man. MJF is definitely real. He definitely hates Cody. I mean, when he took those whips, oof. But no, seriously, it's like, yeah, things like that. If you're willing to deceive someone that hard, you got to look at the wrestling when he used to do it. But But that's the thing, though. Like, as much as we sit here and we're like, we don't like people who leak and stuff like that our business like our website needs these type of things to happen every now and again to we don't need the leaks. we don't need the but leaks. we 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 don't need the leak well but well, we need the news how do you get the news without the leaks clearly use leaking as a method of cheap promotion like exactly example, as well as Ubisoft at some point it becomes shit on the planet right yeah. you cannot yeah. deny that most likely they are using the idea of leaks to promote. Oh, I, I believe cheaply. it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, wasn't yeah. it? Um, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was Assassin's Creed Syndicate or Assassin's Creed Four that was leaked on an airplane on an unsecured laptop. But mm-hmm. when you saw the picture of the guy being leaked, one, he was deliberately moving out of the way of the laptop for someone to yep. take a picture of it because you don't sit like that on a plane. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. Two, like someone. Well, that wasn't taken on the phone camera because the picture's A, too high quality, and B, way too well zoomed in. So, like, there are so many ways you can tell that companies... I mean... Yeah. There, was, there was, what, the the um, the iPhone that was accidentally left on the bar and the table. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the thing. Like, it has become a way of marketing, and it also is the way of, like, places like us. We need news. And without sometimes without leaks, there is no news. Yeah, though I feel oh, like, in, 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 like in the sense of journalism, like sometimes leak could be false informational lies or just something people made up. Like again, like I mentioned yeah. wrestling. Like what's the name? Brad Shepard is a known liar. Hmm. In wrestling, he actually makes uh, up stuff and calls it like, news. Like the thing is, we we get news and rumors coming through. Like we have our own Discord that we use to discuss things backstage away from other people's eyes. And the amount of times that we'll get, oh, I hear this is coming up the pipeline, and I know Keith is usually the first one to jump up and go, find me three sources, find me three legitimate sources that aren't reporting this as rumor before we go live with it. Mm. Yeah, I don't like... And and I I, I think a lot of places are just in such a race for clicks and everything else that they they forget that they need to double-check their sources before putting it up. It was most recently on Twitter. It was the um, the Street Fighter Five for Switch thing, where yes. it was it was just oh some random God. like store yeah. store brand from yep. somewhere posted a bunch of photos and was like, "Can't wait for this to come out." And then it was it was only like minutes after, where uh, literally uh, like uh, yeah. the lead of Capcom uh, tweets at him. Uh, just like, Harada, I have Harada done this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's come out and he's gone like, I didn't even know about this, and I'm the guy developing these but that, things. But that, but that, that tweet was out for a couple of days before he said that, and even still, it's like people don't use common sense. This was a game funded by Sony, and they said it, they said it day one, 
this is going nowhere but the PlayStation. Why would yeah. you think that this is this is Sony? Yeah. They don't put their stuff on anything. Why would they, they put it on the Switch? Nice. I don't know. Cap- <laughs> I mean, the, this is my opinion. Capcom needs to make that Capcom bucks, and Bison dollars ain't coming out of cheap, okay? But all serious, yeah, it was ridiculous. And I think that's the problem itself. It's like, as Carl pointed out, the race for information, the race to get out there becomes like more prevalent than verifying it itself. And this is why we have tons and tons of media sites in this generation, regardless of you know, comics, whatever, blah, 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 blah. It's just like, it's now pretty much a, like, it's a, you, ha- you, the reader or person, have to verify and double verify if the guy, what you're reading is true, because you can go home and believe it. Oh, yeah, de- yeah, definitely. Um, Devil May Cry is coming out for the Switch. It's going to have a playable, you know, Trish, naked mods and everything. I believe I, I, that. I mean, I mean, I know we're getting off topic here, but I, I do want to say, at the very least, we do try our best to make sure that we don't put out stuff that is fake. We, we don't want that. We don't need a, a negative uh reputation nobody needs to have that crap and we're, we're working our asses off it is where we are to do something like that and get knocked down I, no i'll let the other sites do that silly stuff we're not doing that shit here yeah. we, we still have this thing called credibility and respect <laughs> yeah because we all know that we all know that that toaster oven seven will be the ps5 <laughs> my toast yeah my toaster oven i got back here um, what, what were you saying something. connor hey, it, uh, i've noticed other sites are actually doing steps now to prevent misinformation like i don't know if any of you ever use the site n4g or ever been there yeah i know yeah i i'm I'm gonna shut up about that site now yeah to be to put it in a polite way it's not exactly the most organized place on the planet but um i was on there the other day sharing an article and i noticed that there was a post that was the most popular post it was pinned and basically it was a user poll asking should we allow rumors and leaks on this site anymore now the vast majority of people said no because it's starting to feel like a toxic economy where you have to be the first one to get the click on something. You have to put the most yeah. clickbaity title yeah. in order to get people to click on your article. But let's be honest, I mean, we're all quite familiar with the fact that when you're writing reviews, when you're writing news articles, people will only ever really look at the title or the score and then they'll just move on. So you have to really put something on there which generates interest, but not something that's clickbaity. Because if you say, for example, uh, there's a release of a new resident evil game coming down the line you 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 normally want to put something like resident evil 4 announced here are the details or something along the lines of that but what people tend to do which is quite clickbait it'll be like capcom has announced resident evil 4 and you will not believe what will happen on page five and pop up oh, oh yeah. i hate those yeah. things i yeah. swear i hate those things yep. yeah and I, I do want to hammer home one more point before we head off this is that um the context of the leak is really important too um, that makes a huge difference between what is just a rumor or what is just clickbait. Because um, a lot of the times people will just say, this thing exists. And then they write the headline that says, this thing exists. And it goes out and everybody clicks on it because they just see that the thing exists and they want it, they want that to exist. So they go and click on it and they read the information. And like, click. Okay, great. Um, the thing with that is that like a lot of the times it's just like they will take one aspect of a part of a leak that may have more, you know, fundamental information about that, that will give more information, whether it's true or not, doesn't matter. People will just take the most important bit or the most uh, popular bit that they'll see. And they'll put that on the internet and say, okay, you're going to click on this because it has the keywords and has everything that you need. Like there, you know, leaks and stuff, they, they can be 
functionally good in a sense like you we brought up the example ubisoft where the the context of their leaks is more important than the leaks themselves i mean they they talk about like certain like little tidbits of stuff that's going to be in the game not necessarily oh this game is coming out here here and here everybody get excited because you played this game before and you like it uh it's Mm -hmm. it's they give little tidbits of stuff in between where it's like okay you know they're trying to drum up you know positivity about something that might be in the game and it's in some cases that does work and it's just a lot of the times you know leakers of other types not necessarily working with ubisoft will just put out hey this thing exists and then everybody's like okay great now i know it exists i'm so happy but like what how much are you really learning there the worst thing about leaks most of the time is the fact that a lot of it's just non-information Yes. You ever seen a leak where it's, um, well, as you were just saying, it's just something along the lines of, oh, hey, there's a new amiibo for Nintendo coming out soon. It's like, oh, great, I'll stack the bloody shelves. I'm so goddamn excited. You know, sometimes if you're going to leak something, at least make it interesting or something that's <laughs> worth reading. I don't want to know about the leaked screenshots of Call of Duty Infinite Warfare number 275. I don't want to know about the new Pokemon in Pokemon. Like, I want to discover that sort of stuff for myself or it's just stuff i don't really care about but say for example a character who is really popular in a game um that a game series that he plays suddenly crossing over into like a new series but he's going to be an actual active character and i'll be like okay fair enough that's interesting i want to know how they implement that but i don't want to know everything all at once right i like stuff yeah. i like stuff like but also also at the end of the day People have to be aware of what they click on and what they choose to read. You, are you, are uh, you, same, same, are you trying to I'm, 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 well, yeah, pretty much common knowledge. <laughs> and the fact that you don't have to click on every fucking headline that you see. But, you it's know, five things that, go, that, that, go, that goes for, I don't give a shit if it's five things that's going to make you rich. If you want to click on that, that's your dumb fault. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've got better things to do than to sit there and read about somebody who got inheritance from their their grandmother and then decided to put it into friggin' Apple 55 years ago. Especially I always hate that. Uh, you you know, like a five-sentence-long story, but spread over yeah. two pages, and each paragraph yeah. is just a repeat of the fucking last one. Pretty, pretty much. And stock yeah. photos and, and, in between, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 10,000 ads in it and everything else because, you know, go get that revenue. But, uh, you know, it's the same thing. Like, I say this for, for game spoilers. I say this for movie spoilers and everything else. It is your choice to read it. If you want to read it, you can't complain that you've read it. Because at the end of the day, you are the one who is making the conscious decision to click on that headline, to view that story. If it clearly says spoilers or you know leak or something you make that choice oh, if you're gonna people. bitch and complain about it then shut the fuck up because the event the, like if you don't like and a lot of people are going oh you know in this day and age you can't avoid these type of things bullshit you can you can block keywords on on facebook twitter everything else you know the amount of times i had to block star wars out of my feeds uh leading up to the movies been there did that every time Mind you, at the end of the day, I've read the entire script on uh, Reddit, but that was only because of the last one I didn't really give a fuck, fuck about. Um, but, like, I have been... I, I now look at, uh, you know, Sonic Hedgehog's just come out. It's been out for, the, for what, two, three days? Oh, so good. There, so good. I I jump on YouTube. Sonic Hedgehog review. I get bombarded with them. Yeah. I see the Sonic movie hashtag on Twitter. I block it. 
I don't click on any of the reviews. I don't click on any articles to do with Sonic right now because I don't want to be spoiled. I make that choice to avoid the leaks, to avoid the spoilers, because I want to still be surprised. The biggest problem with a lot of this is people who believe that they were conned into or cannot avoid these things. You can do it if you have a fucking brain in your head. You can also dig deeper, too. Because, like, if yeah. you find out that one person says this thing's coming out, why wouldn't you just reverse Google search it? You know, see if everybody else is talking about it. That's something that I do a lot if I hear about something. Yeah. I go and look around, see who else is talking about it. That's a really big, important factor of that, too. So, Yep. Any any news story that you can perceive as a rumor, chuck it into Google. Try and, like we do when we try to verify something, find multiple sources. If you can find at least a minimum of three to five sources then you probably have a higher chance of it being correct than incorrect. In all fairness, though, a lot of the time, the people who write these sort of articles, they have no passion for what they do. They're just... <laughs> no passion. Yeah. Oh, just oh, oh fuck, though. They sit there at BuzzFeed getting paid 20 bucks an hour to create a fucking list of 10 things that you saw back in the 80s that would make you go, oh. All right. Don't that... even get me started. Hey, do you remember this shit? Because it's like, yeah, I remember Sonic the Hedgehog. It came out, like, what? 10, 12 years ago, there are people still alive who see yeah. it, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, that, well that, that was the thing. Like, I know we're about to move on, but uh, with that type of thing, uh, I caught out Kotaku recently doing it. Uh, they're notorious for it. They pulled an article out from 2015 where they were complaining about Sonic... Uh, what was it? Sonic 06, the one that had the human female in it? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that was... Yeah, yeah, that was they, they, pulled, they, pulled, they pulled out that article that literally had the headline of saying, we are obligated to remind you that Sonic tried to date a human female. And it was the exact same article that, that, that it still had the same published date of 2015 on it. They just amended a little bit at the top saying, uh, because the new Sonic movie is coming out, we are obligated to remind you of this article. And it's like, <laughs> really? Bruh. Like, I know evergreen content's a thing, but that's just stupid. It's like, mate, it's no, like, one has uh... no one has forgotten that at all. <laughs> all right, we're done. We're moving on to the next one. All right, uh, timestamp this one. This one is. 109. All right, so how many of you guys have been paying attention to the gaming scene lately and noticed a game from Square Enix coming out or has been talked about Outriders, which is another third person co op looter shooter game with RPG uh, elements in it? I so, saw it. I love it. It looks good. It looks good. It reminds me of Borderlands. And Borderlands uh, excuse me while right I take a fucking nap. Me excited. Okay, well, here's the thing I don't want to talk about Outriders itself. I want to talk about the. I, th I think this genre is being overused to hell and back now. Oh, genre we've got the Division, we've got the Division quickly. 2, we've got Destiny, we've got <laughs> Anthem, got uh, we've got Borderlands. I know there's a couple of the games I'm completely forgetting. And it's like everybody and their mom now is doing this type of game. Yeah. They're, and oversaturating the market. The thing is, though, like I don't get why so many developers are making this kind of game as well. Because when you think about it, because it's popular. of this type of game have ever really succeeded, Borderlands and Destiny... The division had a blip of interest, but it didn't last long. Anthem, well, that was Anthem. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there's another one that's come out recently, Remnant from the Ashes, or something along the lines of that. that was, well, that yeah. was that was more of a that's more of a forgotten. that's one is more of a Dark Souls with guns. That actually worked out pretty good. Yeah. Well, it, that's yeah. what it was. T take a take a look at history. Whatever is popular will get duplicated up the ass. You know, in the 90s, it was fighting games. We had fighting games coming out of the the Yazoo. Uh, you know, we had Street Fighter, Tekken, Dead or Alive, uh, friggin' King of Fighters, Fatal Fury, all that stuff. 
you know, when things like Call of Duty started to become popular as a shooter, you know, we, we had first person, every, everybody had a first person shooter. Everyone had a World War Two yeah. first person shooter. And then you had, you know, uh, look at some of the more recent trends, you know, Fortnite and PUBG brought in the fact of the battle arena. Every Suddenly everybody had a, a battle royale simulator. Yep. Yeah. And now it seems that with, now the flavor of the moment seems to be looter shooters. So everybody yeah, is now jumping on that tree. Which I'm surprised people aren't I'm surprised people aren't I'm surprised people are jumping on the Oh sorry. No, Connor was, was he he's he's a little low, so we I yeah, couldn't over. hear him. Sorry. Um okay. I was just saying like um I'm surprised Cliffy B isn't taking notes and figuring out which genre to jump on next. You know uh, he did mention he wants to come hey, back hey. out. Radical Heights wasn't that bad of a game, actually. In all fairness, neither was um, neither was Lawbreakers. I just feel like they both got a bad rep because they came out a bit too late for their genre, and a lot of people were comparing Lawbreakers to Overwatch. And to be honest with you, Blizzard's name has meant nothing to me for a long time now, purely because I enjoyed Overwatch to an extent, but it was just another first-person shooter to me. There was nothing yeah. too special about it. Whereas Lawbreakers, I had this whole gravity-defying shit, um, and it had like a lot of fun elements to it. It reminded me a lot of Titanfall 2 and how people mm. compare that to Call of Duty and Battlefield. It was like, yeah. yes, they're both first-person shooters, but one is clearly a lot better made than the other one, but because this one came out later and from a smaller mm. studio, you don't give a shit. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's the same, same, same with everything, like everything else. You know, when World of Warcraft hit it big, how many MMOs did we have come out? Oh man, some, some of them were actually clearly superior to World of Warcraft, but Let's they didn't count. catch on because Let's they weren't count. the first one. So we had Warcraft, <laughs> we had we had Rift, we had Terra, uh, we had that what was it Warhammer Guild Online, War. um, Guild Wars Two, Guild Wars Two, which is still Guild alive Wars. surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, uh, we Star, had Star Wars, Final Fantasy, uh, 11. Matrix, Matrix Online. Matrix. Matrix Online. Oh, I forgot about that one. Trying to make <laughs> Camelot, Camelot, Chain, I think that was a game. Everquest was before. Everquest was before. That was before. Yeah, EQ was before. EQ was the grandfather of Online and Online. Okay, go. There was a bunch of other ones, but yeah, they've all disappeared, with the exception of a couple of them. Oh, boy. And just to go back to what Connor mentioned, I agree with him 100%. Titanfall 2 was an amazing game. It was an amazing single-player game that everybody who loves first-person shooters should play. But yeah. they and, didn't and, get and that the, chance. And, and yeah. that's, that's, that's the thing. Like A lot of these games do come out, and they either come out too late or something isn't right with them. Like, uh, Evolve. Like Oh, yeah, it, I love it, that. I love that a, game. Great, great in concept, but Unfortunately, the player base didn't take it up, and even when it went to being a free I think game, yeah, it just was... like the the microtransactions killed that. When they exactly, went to a free yeah, game, the business there was model killed it. In all like, fairness, it... though, like the publishers shit the bed on that one because Evolve was announced yeah. through a season pass advert. Like, who the f who does that? Like, it's yeah, it's the idea of pre-release content and pre-release season passes is already bad enough, but to have that as the front-facing element of your game. Just basically yeah. screams your intentions off the bat as like, we made a game, but we don't care. We just want your money. And people are starting to catch on to this now, especially with microtransactions going into the courts oh, yeah. and being considered illegal and stuff like that, and loot boxes. You know, people are getting genuinely sick of it because we just want to be able to pay for a product and have that product. 
I mean, it's such a it's such a novel concept these days. But I remember, like, I'm not particularly old myself. I'm only 23. I remember the day. I still remember the days where you could buy a game, and that was the game, broken or not. You could still play it. Nowadays, it's like, okay, you can pre-order the game to get some pre-release content. You can get out your spreadsheet and figure out which version of what do- watchdogs you want to bloody buy. Yeah. You can, you know, go to this outlet, get this, and you get this specific skin. You can buy this game, or the Deluxe Edition, or the Super Deluxe Edition, or the Gold Deluxe Edition. It's like, just sell me the goddamn game. If you want to add all this content in it, and it's costing you more to make it, charge 80 quid. See how well that bloody does for you. <laughs> It's just, it's kind of insanity. And then one thing is I'm surprised is that a lot of these games that's popular, they're hoarding out. It's because obviously they make like loot shooters. I'm surprised that one particular game genre that I've been enjoying, re enjoying lately, is the roguelike games. I'm surprised we have a whore out roguelike games. All you do is make a game unbeatable, add some, add some stupid equips, and, and run. I'm surprised that's not being hoarded out, but it's just crazy. They'll say that because we, we had ideas. a point, we did have a point where there were a lot of roguelites. And yeah, they, but they, they, it stopped. Yeah, it stopped. Because some of them were really bad. Oh, yeah. There, there will always be bad like parts of a genre. But I think the only reason why roguelikes didn't get hauled out as much as like other genres is because it actually took quite a bit of skill to balance that type of game. Yeah. Like, going back to Destiny again, like it's a first-person MMO looter-shooter online multiplayer game. Yeah. Now, the story and PvE aspects of it are great. They're fine. But the balancing in the multiplayer is so <laughs> beyond fucked that it makes no sense as to why they still keep it going. We were talking it's about always that manages to come up every single podcast. It always comes let, up, let, doesn't it? Let's put let's put it this way. <laughs> Keith didn't believe us last episode. That's hand candy meta. He logs in, gets aced of spades to the dome. Now I was saying before I was doing great, and then I got into like several games where it was just like. Everybody and her mom was using hand cannons, and it's like, wait, I'm across the freaking map. The whole point of scout rifles versus hand cannons was scout rifles, you have a good distance to take care of somebody using a hand cannon. But the motherfucker is across the map and kills me with two shots with a hand cannon. Now, oh, you don't like the you. crimson? You don't like the crimson? crimson? Like, yeah, just like, He's like, say, excuse me, <laughs> that was the whole point of having the rifle. What? Just count yourself lucky that you weren't around during the trace rifle meta. That oh, I was. Oh, <laughs> I was around. Like I think so far the trace rifle meta is probably the worst because they were broken. Like there was no other way around it. Like I don't care how much Reddit gold you got. <laughs> how much broken. Reddit gold you got? <laughs> oh, like have you been to the Destiny subreddit? It's just like. Oh, hunters are underpowered, and then you got like fifty posts from someone who's like, "No, you just burn the game. No, you just suck." It's like one-eyed mask is no fear. Calm down. What? 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 One-eyed mask. It was oh. just at one point was the win. Was the win factor? It was just win. Like just call it. Just call it one win, not one eye. Just one win. Yeah, so like, god. Um, kind of back to the little diversion I actually got us on. Um, the whole idea that there are like subgenres of these like popular games going around, like poor adaptations of it to be honest from what i've seen of outriders it does just look like a poorly made version like the gameplay looks solid i mean the visual aspect of it the visual style looks kind of last gen and the gameplay does look a bit stilted it's got like that old gears of war 2 kind of janky vibe to it which i personally kind of loved in gears of war 2 i love gears of war 3 i'm not a big fan of the more recent ones because they're a bit too i know it's going to sound stupid but they're a bit too fluid for me um 
but People Can Fly is a studio that I've come to trust over I the love years because people. they yep. make good games. Like they made Bulletstorm, which is highly underrated. Yep. Oh god, um, I, I I'm still waiting for that sequel, man. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that sequel. They made yeah, Gizmo Judgment, which was not particularly good. They made some changes that made no sense, but you know, as a game, it still functions a lot better than half the shit that gets pumped out these days. But my only only concern is that the publisher, Square Enix, has a long, long history of sticking their nose in where it doesn't belong. Like Deus Ex. Oh, I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> was meant to become the greatest franchise of this generation. Deus Ex Mankind Divided. The game we got is still relatively decent. Stuff like microtransactions. Game. Yep. And like yeah. microtransactions in a single player game still boggles my mind to stay. Oh, you can buy skill points. Yeah. Buy skill skill. I guess I'll just win the game now. It's like it's pay to win, but when you're not even competing. Yes. And I'm just I'm just fully aware, like the quiet man, does anyone actually remember that? No, I do not. Oh yeah. Ring a bell. Like Square Enix developed a game, I can't remember who they developed it with, I think it was IDOS. Um where it was um called The Quiet Man, it was about a guy who was deaf. And it was like an action fighting game. And the concept was really interesting. And then we heard nothing about it. And then one day, it's there. And it's absolutely fucking dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. Yeah, I remember and, um, that. I just got a feeling Square Enix is going to do with this. Because from what I've seen of Outriders so far, like, granted, this game is meant to come out later on this year. So potentially what we see right now isn't the complete build. But what we see right now, if that's not the complete build, they are nowhere near finished enough for a 2020 release date. See, the problem I had with this game, and I, and I don't want to, I don't want to write it off just yet. But going back to my original argument, there are too many of the same type of game on the market right now, and I don't really see anything from all the the previews and all the videos and people talk about it. I don't see anything that really separates it from, again, the Division 2s or the Destiny 2s or the Borderland 3. There's nothing in it that screams, play me. I, I, I love the aesthetics. I, I love the art direction. I think that's all cool. I love the whole idea of we're on this different planet now and we have to leave humanity behind and we're going to do this and do that and do this. Great. But what I've seen so far shows me nothing. All I see is another generic co-op shooter. See, and that's the thing, too. And even to an extent, some of the stuff, the aesthetics that you may have even liked, I don't think it separates it from everything else that's on the market. It still no. looks like your, 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 your anthem, if you were to take it and dumb it down a little bit. It's still got those muddy textures. Things are kind of rustic, but, like, it's just plain. You know what I mean? Like, all, all the clothes that I saw in the previews and stuff that a character can get and equip on their, on their clothing, like, there's brown, brown, gray, some armor pads and stuff, maybe some cool pants. That, that uh, a, look like the khakis you had earlier, you know. That's like, like the core problem with all looting type of games. Like there are so many looting games out there, but the loot that you get in them is absolute dog shit. Exactly. They, the, like the you have to be one. You kill a really hard boss, a proper bullet sponge that takes two hours to kill, and you get a purple beanie. It's like, well, slap my ass and call me Shirley Bassey. Thank you very much, Ubisoft. <laughs> very much, like, man. Why would <laughs> oh, I? Oh, pretty that? much, yeah. And I think the problem too is that, like. It, in hacking, actually hacking slash games like Diablo, Warcrim, Torchlight, killing a boss and getting some legendary like sword or weapon to stomp other dudes is cool. I, I don't understand how some looter shooters don't get that. Give me the cool stuff because I killed something. Yeah, don't give me just don't give me a, don't give me a pistol with an extra bullet. 
Yeah, and a lot of excuses that the um, excuses that the developers try to make is like, oh, like there's thousands of different items in this game. Trying to make an individual skin for each one of them will be nearly impossible. It'll be expensive. Well, if you're going to charge me microtransactions on top of this with your shitty loot system and your shitty microtransactions, the very least you can do is give me some decent stuff. Exactly. Like, and the, the worst part I about am... it too... Yeah, the worst part Sorry, about God. it, it's like, how could you get, like, we have millions of guns. No, you just have one gun reskin 50 times. Season of Opulence, more like Season of the Reskin. God! Come the on. The worst man. for me is, like, the drip feed and the rate from which loot can drop, too. Because even if you were to take Destiny 2 and, say, get rid of some of the stuff that's in your blue engrams and just stick with all legendary stuff, like, even then, a lot of the Vanguard stuff is just... I take an orange gun and I put a V on it and it is now a Vanguard weapon. Yes! And yeah. it's it's a reskin of a blue gun that you could have got earlier in the game that just has no other physical texture changes. They just put the 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 symbol and the color on it and, and call it a day, you know? And and not even that, it's just like some of the cooler stuff that is in Destiny 2. There's a lot of really cool exotic engrams and, and weapons and armor that you can get that all are, are very unique, distinct. They look really cool. You can color them differently. You can buy ornaments for them that look very distinct and different. But it's so few and far between. And even when you do get something, it, it's not something that you want or need. And and like then you have to wait years. Like think about if you were to try and get exotics just out of PVE. Say you don't like PvP at all. You don't like that type of game. You go and try and play PVE to try and get exotic engrams. Do you know how much longer that's going to take you to get anything worth a dang? Like. It, it's going to take forever, and it and the stuff that you will get, you're not going to want. You're just going to be disappointed and be like, I wasted oh, exactly. all this time. It's, it's that, like, for example, in Borderlands, and I love that game like crazy, I, I'm waiting for another DLC. That? Do you still play Borderlands 3? Um, at, There's a new event happening right now. The, the max level went up by 3, and I think there's a hard event to get like extra skin for guns or something. I got to check that out. When I have a chance, I've done it yet. But okay. yes, I still play Borderlands 3. But it's like in Borderlands, at least all the guns look distinct and the drop rate isn't that bad. You could get all it's like you have a heavy drop rate and you get all the weapons, you want to kill everything. But it's what it is. And I think that that's a problem. A lot of these actions, action loot games, because Hack and Slash count too, a lot of the bad ones or the ones that are just trying to get your cheddar just don't know how to balance loot and the guns look like crap. While the ones that are really good kind of sometimes give too much. Well, it's Ooh. like um, like the looter shooter genre isn't particularly new. Like Borderlands no. is considered the first one, but funny enough, Borderlands is still, as far as I'm concerned, the only one that's gotten the loot right. Yeah, they they granted if you tried to put the loot system in Borderlands into a game like Destiny or um, another uh, PvP game like The Division Two, it would potentially cause problems because if everything's randomized, there's no balancing. But at the end of the right. day, if everything's randomized everything's always interesting you don't get yes metrics, you don't get that sort of thing so ditch the whole like you can still have your exotics you can still have your you, yeah, yeah your big drops kill this there. boss you get it yeah yeah exactly but, like, give us some interesting stuff in between because i don't want to pick up another um just another blue weapon which is literally identical to every other weapon that i picked up but it's just got one extra point and it's the same reason why assassin's creed went downhill quite quickly when not when not to see the one before it Origins, when Origins came out, when they changed the formula to the biggest number means you do better. It's like, no, I prefer the days when it used to be just I'd run around and stab as many guards I couldn't just have some fun with it. You yeah. Know, don't change a genre to fit a trend. Create the trend. 
right all right and i will say to to destiny's credit and now this will be the last thing <laughs> on in this but they do have some exotics and stuff that have quest lines things you have to do that are unique yeah. to that weapon or, or armor like the last word as much as you hate it for pvp the mission to get it is actually kind of cool because you then have to go to this this dark cavern to actually retrieve it back from the lore of which it gets like lost or whatever. But you, you have to go back and get it. And it, it forces you to do this quick draw event where like the enemy will spawn and you have to shoot them at a specific timing or it kills you immediately, one shot, and you have to like do it over again. It has like a cool, unique event to it that you have to like actually work towards before you actually get it. And that that stuff also kind of makes the drip feed aspect of it or anything like that makes it better because you actually work for it. The depressing awesome. thing about Bungie right now is that you can tell there's still some really good talent there. Like, there are some missions that you do, like uh, the Whisper of the Worm, um, the one you do for Outbreak Perfected. I can't remember what it's called. Escalation? No, it's not Escalation. Bro. I have not shit. done that still. Um, but, like, the, some of the quest lines and some of the stuff that you do are really fascinating. And if they put that stuff front and center, if they created more... Because a lot of the more interesting missions don't actually revolve around the usual shooting and stuff like that. It mostly revolves around abusing the physics of the game or being quite clever <laughs> with it. So if they make more stuff like that, Destiny 2 could easily... Well, it's dominating its field right now, but that's because it's the only one, really. <laughs> I mean, but, other than that, Destiny, oh, Destiny 2. The uh, Division, the two, Division yeah. 2, yeah. yeah. Like, um, the Division 1, I played a lot of it. I relatively enjoyed it, but again, it was one of those games I was... Actually, a bit of a side story. I was one of those idiots that bought like the one hundred and fifty pound version, which came with a watch and all the shit, because I automatically assumed it was going to be good. I was an idiot with more money than sense. I'll never do that again. But um, <laughs> like I did play. Well, it, I mean, we out of spite. <laughs> most of us played it. We loved most of us here. I mean, Mason and I played it. We loved the first one. It had its rough patches. It did bad for a while, but then towards the end of the game, it did better. The Division Two was largely a disappointment. Largely. See, that was the thing that really confused me about it because I still haven't played the Division Two, so I can't really talk about it. But when I finished playing the Division One, um, the thing that kicked me out of it was the PvP aspect. The PvP to begin with was Ooh. total cock salad. Oh, the Dark yeah. Zone, yeah, Dark, Dark Zone were, were bad. I heard from a lot of people that the Division Two was really good, and I did always think about buying it. But it's one of those games where you look at it and you think to yourself, "I would be interested." Can you still in get it for it, three bucks? Yes, you still can pay for it. That sort of thing. <laughs> If you're gonna get it, get it now. It's cheap. He just said he doesn't want to pay for it. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. <laughs> is it even Keith, worth three dollars? That's the thing. Keith, give the give the man five pounds. The game is worth three dollars. <laughs> the game is worth three dollars. I will say I that. It, so. the, the 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 campaign is worth the three dollars. And when yeah. it gets down to it, there are so many different publishers and developers releasing this type of game, but these games are time costly. So yes. if you oversaturate this market. No one's going to play your damn game because they're too busy playing the other one. It's the only reason why World of Warcraft is still as popular as it is. is because it was first, it did the best to begin with, and no one else can be asked to start something else because that means leaving that behind. Which is why even if something yeah. better than Destiny 2 comes along, it's still going to be top dog because at this point it's got a four-year head start. Was it five now? Um, yeah. But it's got like a five-year head start, and no one's going to jump off that to jump onto something else or unless see, it's the second coming of christ see me me on a personal level i i'm itching to get into borderlands 3 really? i finally got the, i finally got the damn team working finally mm. you want to know what it took taking that right. goddamn nvidia card out really oh, no. mm -hmm. so wait so you don't have it anymore or 
I've got it for another about three days. Um, it's being sent back to NVIDIA after like 13 months of being in my computer. Oof. But the thing is, like, I that thing, it crashed. The game crashed every time I tried to boot it up on the NVIDIA card. I put my old a uh, my old AMD in, which is like a, a Radeon, I think it was like R3 or something like that. It's an old, old, old card, needs to be replaced. And it ran the game at medium settings perfectly. All right, you know. What? So, so, so now I'm like, I need to play Borderlands now. Well, it's technology. Uh, look at it. Mm. We're gonna go ahead. Want to. We're gonna <laughs> finish off with, with this topic. I did want to ask uh, Matt a question uh, because yeah. we're at an hour and thirty minutes. So holy crap! Um, right. I'm gonna say this game wrong, but you know what I'm talking about because I've been thinking about picking it up. Is is it Warson? Well, how do you pronounce the name of that game? Warson. Uh, Have by... you played it? You've talked Not about yet, it, but it's it's on my list, and I want to get it. Yeah, uh, it looks good. It looks so far the reviews on Steam are mixed, but I based off other play, it looks like something I would play because I love action loot games. I love a hack and slash games. I have to get more into that. And what is that? It's all Carl, blue. please stop, 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 stop with the sponsorships, okay? Are you stop? Fine? We're not sponsored by our Gen Force RTX. Those days are gone. We're only no, we're the sponsored now. by Audible. Yeah, we're sponsored by Autumn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to get sponsored by Pringle Wavy Chips. Pringles, wavy jalapeno chips, the best oh, chips God. in the game. But no, let's talk, let's get back let's get back and talk action RPG because I, I I'm also really interested in this. I was a I big fan too. Diablo I, I three, want to give it a try. I Light. Yeah, I personally, it, it's worth forty bucks. I think right now on Steam, uh, they had an early. I think they, I think it's worth forty bucks. Let me check on Steam right now. Do, do, do Steam time. Checking on Steam. Because I've been looking like, at a couple of streamers play the game, and I'm like, wow, this does look very interesting. Yeah, it's forty dollars. It's forty bucks. Yeah, it's forty bucks on Steam. Yeah, and I think personally, I I would wait till it drops to like twenty five or twenty. As Rob pointed out earlier in the podcast, the psychological point. This could be a forty dollar game reality, but I'm Steam has always taught me buy it cheap. Or yep. Steam or Steam sale. Yeah. Steam sale. Yeah, Steam buy sale. it cheap. Steam sales aren't even that good anymore either. So no, they're not. It, it, dep- it depends. How I was long about to say, Steam still do sales. Yeah, they still do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it depends. Like there's shit. There's shit. It depends. Like if you play a bunch of like smaller indie company games, I like I like last last I cleaned out. And come on, would you? Oh boy, Hades for twenty bucks versus its original price of like twenty like thirty four dollars or twenty four ninety nine. That's a good deal. So if I'm in the market for a good action RPG, I, I know a couple of them, but I'm asking you that since you, you seem to be the resident guru on this one. What would you recommend? If anybody asks you right now, which action RPG should they play? I would recommend if if you're going to spend $0 and have a lot of time, Path of Exile. If you have zero, if you want to spend no money and play for free, Path of Exile. It's on your consoles and it's on and it's yeah, it's on your console and it's on your computer, so that's one. If you want to drop some bones, I would probably recommend um, uh, Fricter Friend, uh, Grim Something. I think Grim Dawn is there is pretty good. I would also wow, recommend. You, I've played that game whew, a while ago. Yeah, I would also recommend. Like I said, if you're on the cheaper side of things, I also recommend Torchlight Two and One. They're both playable and still playable to this day. I recommend them. I, I will. Not- let me stop you right there. I, I just want to say one thing to you. Torchlight Three is fucking amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 trust me, I'm I'm already. They got like praise you, but it's already happening. I would not recommend Diablo three because it's just don't, I don't recommend. Yeah, it. don't it's, no, just don't. Uh, that was that was a 
regardless of all the politics of the game happened, blah, blah, even in its final form, the game still looks botchy. So I don't recommend it. And it sucks because it's such a great franchise. So I don't rec- I wouldn't recommend Diablo 3 unless you unless it's free, you get it for like one of the cheap cheaps. Um we need to say a- that it's been five thousand five hundred and seventy-nine days since Jack three. Yes, because Austin wants us to wants to remind us about that. We're waiting for Naughty Dog to make another Jack game because oh, that is not happening. That is not happening, my brother. Jack Naughty Dog always always leaves their properties when they finish it, and that's the one thing I respect and hate about. I I do I do love them for it. Like I love the fact that they don't drive franchises into the ground. Looking at you, Halo, but yeah, (laughs) wow, I so want. I know. I, I would love to see the future of that of that world. Who's a new? Maybe maybe get a new hero. Like even Jack X, that game was fucking sick. Oh, that was. I I didn't I like. Love that I, game. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks for pointing it out. It is. I didn't know that because it's like, does he get with Kira or the the Baroness or Oh, I guess it's Kira. So I'm fine with that. Yeah. Because I know Jack X was canon. It was. Oh. I kind of wish they continued that story, but again, don't say leave a franchise. It's it's in the air. I'm gonna oh. say this as often as I can. But the true tragedy about a franchise that has yet to return yet is Freedom Fighters has not had its sequel uh, come out since 2003, that. and that game deserves to come back. That franchise deserves to come back. It was so cool, and they dropped it like a rock, and I'm sad. Anyway, if any franchises come back, it's Soul Reaver. I'm still so. Oh God, yes, yeah, Soul Reaver. You know what? This game. is what we're no, no. This is what we're gonna do the next podcast. The next podcast, all the games that we want to come that need to come back out, we're gonna talk about those games. That's it. The entire gonna, podcast is just that. I'm going to gush about Freedom Fighters for at least 20 minutes. Oh, God. Let's, uh, let's, bring, yeah, let's bring back the good Golden Axe. Oh, boy. But still, uh, it, it, I would recommend those uh, action RPGs. And I think it's a good genre to play. I think that action RPGs it, it simulate a lot of the MMO, the current modern MMO experience of just go around, waste stuff, and don't talk to people. It's fun. And you can do that and get loot without talking to people. So that's cool. But I think the action RPG is it's it still feels kind of niche, and I think it's getting kind of flooded right now because it's like there's a lot of them, and I haven't even recommended they've touched the, some of the indie stuff yet. So it's like whatever, like you know, Relic Hunter Legend is still being produced, it's still in an alpha stage, and I've been playing that since I kickstarted it. So it's a lot. Yep, there's a lot. Victor Ren is also a pretty good one. I'm pretty yeah, sure Victor, you yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that a good one too. Um, yeah. So yeah, next next podcast we're gonna talk about games that need to come back out because I think you guys won't stop talking about that. Um, <laughs> we've reached the end of our show. I have nothing else to talk about. We did not talk about Activision and, and uh, GeForce now because you know what? It wasn't really relevant, so that's fine. Wow, it wasn't. I mean, I mean, it I wasn't. can talk about. I can give you some random fighting game news about the you know the Kill Stage got third place after an emotional well he lost the emotional way he lost and. In the Dragon Ball Finals, I mean, he was a good player. To kill Sage from New York, respect you, brother. Skullgirls for life. Uh, I just, I'm just bummed out the way he at the way he lost because you know the, he lost to Goichi with a super that he probably did not intend to do. We got punished and died. But I, I and then he got like three zero by Fenri, and it was like, oh, this is bonus. And I saw that like, match. I saw that match. And Fenri is Fenri is Fenri is a top player, but he's kind of a weirdo because it's like I've heard stories that he will lose on purpose only to bop someone else he hates. <laughs> He's weird. I heard, but I don't know if it's true or not. So I'm not confirming because again, I'm not a journalist. Whatever. But please blow up. Anyway. Um uh why would you interview a guy after he loses a tournament? Why? Ooh, that's the worst. Never I know do he just that. Was, like, so like bad. he's already in tear the pain. Like that was the stupidest thing he ever did. 
But shout out to him for getting third place, proving he's a top player, finally leaving, you know, that that shadow that he was Sonic Fox training partner, proving he's a top player, at least on a on a global scale. Because we know I knew he's a top player. A lot mm. of people know him as a top player, but he finally proving he's a top player, at least to many people, rather than people who know who he is. And that's good for him. So shout out to him. So I, I'm happy for him. And uh, I'm looking forward to Grand Blue Fantasy whenever it gets released. So yeah, tell me about it. I, I haven't played a fighting game in a while, and I'm actually looking forward to it. I've been looking at a lot of the clips on Twitter. People the are tech, loving the, it. The, tech, the game looks good. I mean, there's even memes about it. Like Grant's uh, Tatsu, quote, circle bag. We call it the Tims because that boot beats almost everything. Throwing Tims at you, man. I don't Fuck think I'm ever going to play a game online. I just – No, no, no. Japan, J- Japanese games in the netcode are not good. They need to get rollback netcode. That's been a problem at FGC for years. Like, getting them to just use it, you know? Speaking Garo of Walker, netcode, Netcom's fixing it finally. Well, yeah, after, after you know, a fan actually did it for them. So it's not really a fix. Just take his idea. Somebody tell Nintendo that. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway. You wait, want rollback netcode wait, for Nintendo has, Smash? Nintendo has a fight game? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But seriously, um, Smash, people want rollback netcode? Is netcode really that awful for a Smash? Uh, is it like is it worse than like other fighting games bad or is it like it's worse it's it is worse it's underwater oh boy yeah. well at least you got a strong local scene yeah the smash net code is quite irritating because like one versus one it's relatively fine the moment you okay. introduce another person into it it's just completely downhill there's no like, oh my incremental Lord. downhill it's just stop motion lego movie on youtube yeah doubles oh, is geez. unplayable teams is unplayable online in in any form um Which is it, even even 1v1s like if you're playing a super serious match like even if you both are wired in and you both have a gigabit connection you can still have like the worst lag possible and it's not your fault like Nintendo, it's just... if your netcode's gonna be shit that's fine but now that you're charging for your online services that shit can't fly anymore Oh, I agree. I, I think I, I also think the problem too is like a lot of Japanese people, like particularly for fighting games, is that we have learned and seen the errors of the proof. Rollback netcode is really good. It's not the best, but it's really good for certain games. If you notice, um, Garu Marco the Wolves r- actually introduced it to their port for the PS4 and Vita and, and PC version. It's amazing. Sam Show Five, Samurai Showdown Five Special, which is one of the best Sam Show games, has rollback netcode. It plays like a dream. Um, what you call it? People have to like, what was it hyper fighting? Skullgirls have robot netcode, I believe, but it plays great. And I think that's the robot netcode is the future for fighting games, particularly for fighting games. And it serves how Japan is still against it for some reason because we invented it. Screw you, just use it. God. All right, folks, uh, we have come to the end of this very, very long episode of Spectator Mode, but I love when we have these kind of conversations. An hour and 42 minutes, that is our longest show ever. So, Oh, and it's episode fifty, so that's a, that's a milestone right there. Fiftieth episode. There we go. Yeah, and many it, more, many more to go, many more to go. So thank you for watching. Thank you for stopping by South Memphis. Thank you for stopping by and uh, talking with us. It was always fun, man. We'll see you again next Saturday. Uh, oh, oh, next Saturday I think would be the last one, unless one of you gentlemen want to pick up the show, because after that would be Rob and myself and Andrew will be at PAX East. We're not sure if we're going to do one at PAX East or not. We got to figure it out because of bandwidth constraints. Uh, I mean, just 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 get a bar, just get a wireless card, just get one of those you know internet. We can machines. record one too. Boston yeah, Wi-Fi, the the, the the air is shit. It is no no. Shit. I'm not get, get, get your own like T-Mobile free. I had that's what I did okay. every year. I go to uh, Boston with my phone, I tether it, and it's garbage. That area is terrible. Sorry, Rob. 
Unless you have AT&T. Wait, it wait, is Rob, you, Rob, 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 wait, Rob, you're in Boston? Boston? Well, no, technically not. Okay. Oh, thank God. I'm in Harlem. I mean, like, I'm in uh, a nearby state. <laughs> okay. I would have so. been, been deeply upset if you're from Boston. No, I'm not from Boston, dude. <laughs> yeah, All get right. out of here. Okay. All right, folks. We'll talk to you next week. Later.